0: This Holy Week, last Sunday, tonight, and this Sunday, I've been thinking about the death, burial, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ as it relates around the New Covenant. In the text we read most Communion Sunday mornings, Christ speaks about this is the cup of the New Covenant in my blood. In Hebrews chapter 8 we looked at last Sunday, um, quoting Jeremiah 31 in the New Covenant. He, he quotes it again in Hebrews chapter 10, which we'll look at in depth in two days. But I just want to read um, a few verses from Hebrews chapter 10, considering the New Covenant and its relationship to the Lord's death and why he died, why it was necessary, why no other means would suffice. Hebrews chapter 10. Um, For since the law has but a shadow of the good things to come instead of the true form of these realities. It can never, by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. Otherwise, they would have ceased to be offered since the worshipers, having once been cleansed, would no longer have any consciousness of sins. But in these sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year for When he said above, you have neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings, these are offered according to the law. Then he added, behold, I have come to do your will. He does away with the first in order to establish the second, the second covenant. And he quotes from Psalm 40, verses 6 through 8, Christ came According to Psalm 60, verse 8, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. Christ came, he became obedient to his father's will. He came as an obedient son. And we just heard Greg Rolak read Matthew 26, 38-39, The night before he is crucified in the garden, sweating great drops as of blood. My soul is very sorrowful even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little further, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Which cup? The cup of the wrath of God. The cup of the new covenant. Just consider that for a moment. Um, So many different ways man create to approach and draw near to God. And it's so popular and so acceptable to speak of many ways leading to God. Consider our Lord. Push came to shove. His ultimate purpose to go to the cross was to do his Father's will, just as it is written in Psalm 40. And he says, my Father, if there is any other way, if it is possible Let this cup pass from me. And we know, because we know what happened, the father's answer was no. It was not possible. In fact, we read earlier in Isaiah 53, it was the will of the Lord to crush him. And so from that fact, I take it that not only is this God's chosen means of salvation, this is God's only possible means of salvation. For if there were any other way, if there were any other road of approach, surely the father who loves his son would have answered his prayer in the affirmative. In fact, I want you to consider how all of our approaches to be right with God insult Christ's sacrifice. Here is the Lord of glory saying, if there is any other way, Let this cup pass. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And yet man has the audacity to say there are many ways. And in so doing, we denigrate our Lord's suffering. This means, um, according to the Gentiles, you and me, And are thinking that perhaps good works or right living or being moral or being spiritual might somehow make us acceptable to God. If if that were possible, then the Father, I believe, would not have answered in the negative to our Lord's Prayer. No, it is not possible. If you have some other possible solution, all of our good deeds... And our trust in them, as, as good as it is, as much as it bears the evidence of our faith. If we're trusting in them, our moral living, our right behavior, we denigrate the cross. In Christ, sacrifice is for naught. It was not necessary, if there are many ways. This also silences the Jew and the religious person. Religion adherent strictly to religion. Participation in rituals and washings and circumcisions and baptisms and eating ritual meals and going on Sunday and helping in wana and whatever other religious activity, which can be good. But if you trust in it, if this is another avenue of approach to God, then Christ's prayer did have an alternative way out. Christ's prayer and the Father's answer of no is God's emphatic answer to the question, are there many ways to draw near to God? No. My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass. The father's answer is no, it is not possible. There is no other way of drawing near to God. And so this Good Friday, I I would urge you to settle in your minds and your hearts To trust in no other salvation. To trust in no other righteousness. The father is emphatic. It was the will of the Lord, Isaiah 53, to crush him, to put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for sin, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Why was it necessary for Christ to die? Because as we saw last week, only in the new covenant is there true and lasting forgiveness of sins. Hebrews 9 says this. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purification of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ through the eternal spirit offered Himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Therefore, He is the mediator of a new covenant. Christ's death was necessary and unavoidable if God's promise of a new covenant would be kept. Only in the new covenant do we have the purification of our consciences, the forgiveness of sins, so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance since a death has occurred that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. Christ's death is necessary because only in the new covenant is there lasting and true forgiveness of sins. Only through a death is a covenant cut. You don't technically make covenants. You cut covenants. And Christ's death was the necessary sacrifice to inaugurate, to purchase, to bring in the new covenant because only in the new covenant do we receive these blessings. And we read Jeremiah 31 and we'll be done with our study. This, this is what Christ is doing on the cross. He is purchasing the forgiveness of sins. He is purchasing the new hearts and the new minds he is giving us all these blessings. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord. When I'll make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bearing them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke. Though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant I'll make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them. And I will write it on their hearts. And I will be their God. And they shall be my people. And they shall no longer each one teach his neighbor and each his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity. And I will remember their sin No more. Our Lord cried in the garden. Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. It was not possible for God to bring this covenant of salvation to us any other way. It pleased him. It was the will of the Lord to crush him. In order that he might redeem and secure and save many many sons and daughters. This is the price that was paid. Any other hope we have, any other confidence we have or add to this makes a mockery of our Lord's prayer. This is our hope. This is what we have placed our faith and trust in. There is no other name under heaven by which men will be saved. There is no other sacrifice for sins. There is no other Savior. Let us fix that in our minds and worship. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for not withholding from us the very best thing. You did not spare your own son, but you freely gave him for us all. How will you not with him also freely give us all things? Lord God, you have secured an eternal covenant for us by which we rest secure in faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, confident that you will not keep a record of our sins. You will not bring them to mind. That you have called us, your sons and your daughters, that you have given us new hearts. You have given us eyes to see and ears to hear. You will cause us to persevere in faith. None will be lost For we all know you. Lord, we confess and rejoice that this was only made possible by the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. In his name we give thanks and praise. Amen.